I'm Christina Jurekides, and we're committed to making the seemingly impossible possible. We stand at the intersection of the values of humanity with the value of technology. Inspire for Impact, the podcast, is a place where we have conversations with inspirational entrepreneurs, community leaders, and representatives of organisations who are boldly creating a future by design. The good, the bad, the warts, and the inspiration. We're leading the way to be the change we want to see in the world. Conversations that bring to light the magic that is happening on a daily basis all over the globe. And welcome everyone to another exciting episode of Inspired for Impact, where we get to speak to exciting people from around the globe. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of speaking with Dr. Hannon Elbasha, who is the business doctor. She is speaking, training, strategist specialist, and I'm going to get her to unpack that a little bit. Dr. Hannon, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm fine, Christina. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to talk to you again. <laughs> I agree. And so so for those of you that don't know, um, I was actually a guest on Hannon's podcast, which is called? Empowered to Grow. <laughs> so, so between same, the both of the same thing. <laughs> we've got empowerment, we've got impact absolutely covered. Um, so just when you say speaker training strategist, because they're three completely different skills, and I know that we both yeah. are very multifaceted, um, but can yes. you just break those down a little bit for our audience? Sure. So, um, you know, my my journey kind of, I think this for me is kind of the convergence point of my journey over the past 25 years where, you know, finished university, started the corporate world, went from live TV production to marketing and public relations to um, leaving corporate, going into the business world with four businesses and, and it also uh, multiple um segments of the industry um, and then coming out and saying and I was working towards my doctorate degree then and then coming out and saying okay let me get this out of the way as in walking out of the business completing my degree and then the question started five and a half years ago of now what what's next and I realized that now like reflecting back and trying to get to that point of convergence it was like that was a point where a lot of people were asking or were stuck asking themselves, what's next? What do I do now? And I found myself, um, you know, kind of having the, the working experience, the, the academic um, proficiency and all of this in the fields of um, marketing and public relations to start with. I studied journalism and mass communication, but also then transitioning into international business into sustainable growth, startups, small and medium enterprises, and then my personal journey took me towards mindset, wellness as a health coach as well, you know, um, looking at what impacts, we're talking about impact, what impacts our life and, and how that transitions. And, and that kind of became this point of the umbrella of bringing in all these subjects. Like I mostly, um, the speaking and training is mostly towards startups and SMEs, but I can't talk just business and strategy and vision and financials and all of this without talking about how are you as a person you know what's wellness to you how are you managing I don't like calling it life balance I like calling it synergy now um, what's your mindset towards this where do you see your points of you know kind of potential growth and this then became okay I can speak about this I'm a lot I'm on a lot of uh, panels whether moderating or as a panelist um, the the training part is also related to topics that I would not have thought related to that, but they all add up. 
And the, the strategy is always at the bottom line of it. It's not just about symptoms. It's about going to the root cause and looking at the overall vision of where this will take us. So mindset strategy, even to be more specific, because I realized that mindset is something, you know, we're, we're conditioned with um, as per our life and our experiences and, you know, all the, um, the people who raised us or imprinted on us across our lives. And we, it's subconscious, we don't think about it. And yet it's such a powerful tool because that has been my experience. Couldn't agree with you more. And one of my favorite topics is actually moonshot mindset. So how do we get yes. in front of people, you know, how do we enable enablers and, and people in our teams and, and people on boards and it, to think beyond um, yes. this, their, their, their mindset. So I find the whole thing about mindset from neuroscience to, as you suggested, what we're patterned with as we're growing yeah. up. Absolutely yeah. fascinating. So the title for today's episode is Transforming from Overachieving to Subjective Success. So I'd like yeah. to unpack the title for our audience a little bit. So transforming, um, what do you what, what's your take on transformation? Because it's a word that a lot of people are using at the moment and a yes. lot of people aren't actually doing it like for real. So yeah, I know what you're talking transformation. Um, yeah. what is transformation to you? For me, transformation is every single molecule that you can do differently that makes you tomorrow a relatively different person. I'm not saying a completely different. So, you know, there's the, the I like to think of it as many steps compounding to your 10,000 mile journey. And we, we get really bogged down by the idea of transforming. We immediately think a lot of people think, transformation is the body transformation you know you go through social media and there's the before and after pic and in my mind I got stuck so so many times saying I can't wait for my after pic you know I've had the struggles with the weight with, with the fat around my body and all of these and it's like you know I can't wait for the after pic and actually in realization I got so many after pics but I didn't transform in the middle it was just I deprived myself of food or you know I overexerted an exercise or whatever it is and for me now, transformation is about how do I shift my thinking and my mindset specifically, that that shift becomes reflected in my thoughts, in my feelings, in my actions, in my consequent actions. And I think that's what transformation is about. It's realizing your inner dialogue, your patterns of behaviors and saying, hang on a second, I've seen this before. You know, it's like the deja vu of behaviors. It's like, oh my God, I'm stuck at the same point again. I'm back again five years or 10 years or whatever. You're never stuck in the same point again. You're stuck in the same pattern. But until you break down that pattern, you can't have a transformation. You're just going to have repeated experiences. And that's where my consciousness started kind of really coming to the surface of how do I actually transform rather than just do a diet, another diet, or another business strategy, or another guru that I pay thousands of dollars to, and then kind of wake up on the other end of the spectrum saying, hang on a second, that didn't happen. You know, that, that didn't do anything. That didn't move the needle. So transformation, bottom line, is about how do you actually change on, on the foundational level to be able to have palpable needle moves in your life and it's all about so I measure my transformation and how I'm working out my patterns to how I'm reacting in certain situations mm -hmm. 
So if I find myself acting or re reacting in a similar way to a similar conversation, then I think I'm in, I'm in a pattern. Is this a good pattern yeah. or a bad pattern, you know? So, mm -hmm. I, and, I, and I have been very conscious of a lot of bad patterns. Uh, yep. <laughs> but then I think Same it's here. also, well, it's really important to figure out where those patterns originated as well. Yeah. So in the, part of that transformation is going, you know, I, I, and we've, I think we've talked about this before, you know, but no, actually, let's not talk about it um, in my terms. Let's talk about it in your terms because it, it comes up in the next unpacking of the rest of the title overachieving so transformation is that intrinsicness where, where I observe and I know what I'm doing and therefore I need to change um, how I'm reacting as opposed mm -hmm. to what I'm physically doing yeah. what's overachieving for me overachieving is where you're seeking the next carrot on the next stick without stopping to say where am I now and that was this major realization I had after my first ever life coaching session. And I had no clue what life coaching was all about. I just got offered a free life coaching session. I'm like, okay, let's try this out. And as I was talking to uh, the life coach, in, an amazing guy, David um, from England, and he stopped me and you know, he was talking about how impressive my LinkedIn looked because that's where we met. And I'm like, not really, you know. Um, and, um, he's like, okay, tell me about what you've been doing. And then like 10, 15 minutes into talking, he stopped me. He's like, okay, time out. Um, you're using this statement over and over again, not good enough. And I, it was like kind of a light bulb moment, bucket of ice on my head. I'm like, oh my God, I had not realized that I had lived a life up until then. Um, just chasing the next thing, because it was like, I'm not good enough. I need to achieve more. And I remember consciously, so just to give a bit of context when this happened, this was a little over five years ago, so about five and a half years ago. This was two weeks before me receiving the final congratulations doctor email. That's like, I'm done with, I've spent like nearly six years with my doctoral degree. I've come out of four businesses, 20 years of experience. And I still was looking for the next thing because I felt that's still not good enough. Two months before that. So my doctoral degree is in, um, it's a DBA, a doctorate of business administration, specializing in international business. My, my doctoral study is about sustainable growth of small and medium enterprises. And two months before that, I thought, oh, that's not good enough because I'm like, you know, comparing myself to everyone on LinkedIn and saying, I need to do more. And I went and got um, studied towards getting accredited um, with a certification as an accredited certified SME consultant. And, and that for me was that. And then I stopped there. And that's, you know, when we're saying, look back at the patterns, I realized that I had spent a lifetime living my life as per societal, parental, environmental checklist of what success is as in you know you as as a woman is also um you know you finish school to go to university you finish university to find a job maybe get married have the kids and for me and my my mom's influence was always that you still need your master's degree you still need your doctorate degree these were her safety blankets for for us and you need to have the, you know, the corporate career with a specific position, the bank account with so many zeros, you know, those kind of things. And it was just about, that's it. 
I, that's what I needed to do to succeed. So if one of those items in this recipe of success was not there, then I need to keep going further and, and doing more. And I hadn't felt that. So there I realized I have been overachieving all my life and with the target of having as many abbreviations after my name as possible, because that's how I'll be validated as a successful person. So where do you think those patterns, so we talked about patterns, um, where do you think the patterns for that was set up? So clearly your mother had this thing about what, what, and it was, it sounds like a safety zone, right? It sounds yep. like what she was trying to set you up for was a safety zone. Yeah. Was there a, a triggering moment um, where you realized what those patterns were within you or where they came from? Like, did you, was there a, a triggering or something that happened or something that was said that you can now go, that's where that pattern started? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the, that point with that statement of you're using that statement over and over again, not good enough, yeah. that for me was the main trigger. And then that got me since that point, I'm not saying I'm over it. I'm saying now, because we're talking about patterns, every time I realize I'm doing the same pattern or I reacted in a, in a way that was similar to what I had done five, 10, 15 years ago, I'd stop and say, okay, where did this come from? And there were, there were a few, like, you know, now I can remember one time when I was 17 years old and I went to school, I went to university young at 16, cause I went through British school. So I graduated at 16 and I went to university. And of course, at that age, you're not really expected to know where your life should be going or what you should be doing for the rest of your life. So I went in as an intended computer science uh, major, which I then transformed to journalism and mass comm. But um, before I did, and again, as a school student, I had to be an A student or else I'm not worthy, you know, so I, I put in all the effort just to do that. And um, there was once I actually failed a midterm in computer science and my dad just, he was sitting and I remember this very clearly, he was sitting on the bed and then he looked at me, he's like, I don't know you anymore. That's not my daughter because I'm not an A student anymore. And that's at the age of 17 where I didn't even know what I wanted to do next. And up until I earned my doctoral degree at 40, I had been trying to prove that I'm worthy to my father, that, you know, this is a person you should be proud of. Um, other things around you, you know, you, you see that um, in meetings where I'm told, no, 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 you know, that you just talk marketing, you just br uh, bring us a logo on an ad and that's all your, what you should be contributing to the conversation whilst you know, the basic four P's, we're not talking about the extension of all the other P's added to marketing was about product. And I was working in um, a major real estate uh, um, uh, company and I'm not allowed to talk about the project. I'm just allowed to do the thing. So I'm like, you know, that validation of I need to, to validate it in this meeting room to say what needs to be said and, and so many other small things. And then, you know, about the whether you're talking about your external facade, your weight, your looks, your, your hair, your style, all of these things, they're all imprints that people leave on you. And, and in societies where we're just expected to just, you know, just say a comment in passive and just move on, you don't know the impact that leaves on a person. And that's why I'm so conscious of, of how I talk now and the wording that I use. And um, Tony Robbins calls that transformational uh, vocabulary because I know that 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 sentence I use or that word I use could have a very long-term effect on the person I'm talking to no matter who it is mm -hmm. and these are all things that just 
I started looking back and looking at the patterns or, you know, that I'm not athletic. So I, I, my parents or my dad specifically would, would kind of joke about how, oh, you joined the volleyball team. Um, it's, I'm, I'm not a very tall person. I'm 160 centimeters, which is average, but he's like, you know, um, so is your position under the net? And, you know, those kind of things where, you know, you laugh about it then it's like, oh my God, that's funny. And then, up, you know, across the years, I realized, oh my God, it's been implanted in me that I'm not an athletics person in any way. So as much as my growth mindset tried to tell me, no, no, you can do it. I hit a wall always um, by saying, of course, they're right. I can't do this, you know? So I, I withdraw myself and say, okay, fine. I'll just leave this to the athletic people. <laughs> You know, I think there's a shift at the moment based on what you've said. I think there's a, a shift from competitive sport to um, to community sport. And I think we're finding things like, I don't know what you um, if you have the equivalent uh, in any of the many places that you live. Um, but the so in Australia, we have what we call a park run. So it's a community mm. run. No one, no one gets a prize for coming first. You may be intentionally trying to beat your personal best or you may just be walking, everyone else is running and it might just be an exercise, yeah. but it's very much community-based. So I yeah. think it's a move um, globally to have competitive sport, which is fine. When we, you know, we, we, yeah. that's great, we need that. Uh, I don't know if we need it, but we, we like it, you know, or, and yeah. people get to excel on whatever. Um, but there's also this move for community participatory sport. And I know yeah. pickleball, I've just come back. So I've been in the States uh, for a couple of weeks ago and I played pickleball. That was so oh, much fun. I don't know about that one. No. Oh, so apparently it's a new rage. Um, okay. And it's a, it, for me, it was a cross between ping pong and tennis and and what we call shuttlecock, but I think you call, yeah. uh, I, I can't remember what it's called in America, but it does have a separate name. Uh, but it was, it was, there were communities of people just there, wait, you line up, you put your name down and people invite you in to, to play, which was, so there's this whole idea of participatory. Um but I had a similar story about my dad and I've told it several times. So pardon me if you're listening to this podcast and hearing it again. But my, I came home one day from school and said, oh, dad, dad. And it was like, dad, what is it with dads? Um, I said, dad, I got 98% for my maths test. So, you know, I was maybe, I don't know, 12, 13. And my dad went, ha, 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 that's fantastic. You know, he was quite proud of me. But then he said, what happened to the other 2%? 2%, yep. Yeah. And I just went, oh, my God, if it's not 100%, it's not perfect, which leads me to the next part of our title, subjective success. So, yes, I totally agree with you. Success is absolutely subjective. What does success mean to you? So once I had that point of, of awareness, I'll call it kind of a, a pivot of awareness, I stopped and said, um, two weeks later, I, I finally got the emails. Congratulations, doctors. Like, ooh, you know, and all of this. And I called my mom, I called my sisters, I told my dad, and the celebrations lasted for about 30 seconds. Like, Ooh, okay, great. Now, um, you know, what's next? And, um, and I found myself at this, you know, the anticlimactic crescendo of my life. And I was like, yay, I'm a doctor. Now what? I had no idea what to do. And um, I felt like, you know, corporate life was not for me anymore at that point in time. And um, teaching at university, I love teaching, but not I'm not the university type of, you know, there's their classes and there's grading and that, that kind of thing. That kind of did not uh, felt very constraining for me. And I had no idea. And, and I didn't feel successful. I'm like, I've done everything 
on my checklist. I tick, 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 tick. And I still don't feel successful. So what now? And I stopped and I had this realization. It just hit me. I was like, oh my God, you know, success. It was defined for me on behalf of me, as in that's what the checklist is. If I chuck this checklist and look at what does success mean to me as Hanan, I stopped and I said, that was when I started uh, the health coaching certification uh, because this was the first time I wanted to consciously look after my health, my wellness, my happiness, look at what my body's doing internally. Why aren't I getting the same results as everyone else who, who does what I do? Um, and to take the time to see what I wanted to do with my business. And I realized, okay, number one on my success checklist, my subjective success checklist was I am taking care of me. I'm prioritizing me and not in a selfish way, not in a cocky way, but for the first time in my life in 40 years, I'm stopping to say, is this making me happy? Is this fulfilling my wellness goals and everything else? Number two is I had spent um, 15 years or more. Um, I had been, like, you know, married, um, we had our son and I'm consciously nurturing a loving, understanding relationship with my husband and my son on a daily basis. Number three is I have a wealth and abundance of knowledge, experience, academia that I'm utilizing to disperse and empower others around me. And I found that that's my, my list of success parameters. That's my subjective list of success parameters that on a daily basis are present to me or I'm able to do them. Do I want or do I expect or do I need the extra, the, you know, the, the recognition, the, the status, the financials and all of this? Yes, of course, they're, they're parts of our human nature and they're part of what you would need. But they're cherries on top. They don't compose my, my cake or my pie or my Sunday, whatever it is. Um, they're not part of that. There are additional things that you get as plus ons. Um, and, and that, I think, was a point of where I finally could exhale. And I felt for 40 years, all I was doing is just like hyperventilating up. Oh, my God, that's not enough. I need the next thing. Oh, my God, that's not enough. I need the next thing. And, and that is kind of literally the fundamental teaching I try to pass on to everyone I talk to, friends, family, clients, um, you know, trainings, classes, and everything is just like, stop and assess what does success mean to you? When you start a business, you're told, you know, this next, uh, you go through the social media, the next six figures, the nine figures the you know, that's what success is. But I ask, and especially working with women, and that's whom I primarily work with, I'm like, look at your life. Look what's available to you in your life right now, your resources, your time, your energy, your money, your um, knowledge, and any tangible, intangible um, resources or assets you've got, and say, what can I do with what I've got now to go where? Whether you're looking to build the next million dollar business, great, that's success, and you know, you'll get all the support that you need understanding what it will take to build that you want to build the next two hours a day as the kids are in school business great that's a success and you know you'll get the support to understand that can you just have two hours a day and you have 
two kids beyond, um, below the age of five and you're working full-time on all this and expect to have, expect of yourself to be successful by having a six-figure business now? No, because then you're just pushing yourself too far out and chasing all these other carrots on other sticks that would disempower you rather than empower you towards achieving that goal. And that for me is the, the essence of what subjective success is about. And I think what, I think you've absolutely nailed it because it is at the essence of our true selves that if we're yes. happy and we're satisfied and we're not operating yes. out of ego, then yes. that is that is where we find the success and we yes. give ourselves the permission to use that. I, I, I've been talking in terms of the 0.1% difference that we all have. So 99.9% yes. shared DNA, 0.1% difference. That's the gift that we each bring to the world. Yep. That's 0.1% difference. And if you don't sit, as you're saying, in that, in your essence, in that silence, and we don't do the internal work first, we are no good to our communities, to our families, to everybody. Yep. Or we're, you know, saying we're no good. We're good, but we're not operating at our at our best and we're not giving of our yep. most. And what we're really truly here, I believe, to give if we don't have that intrinsic sense of self and knowing and that let's talk about purpose then. So we've talked about um, transformation. We've talked about overachieving. We've talked about everybody has their own um, definition of, of what success is to them. And, and it's interesting that, that that has come up because I remember being in front of groups of students many years ago and saying, how will you measure success? And I was, I was actually um, lecturing to a group of music students and we were talking about do you what is your element of success? Do you want to be in a in a, in a band or a performer or whatever it is that earns you know a, a steady wage seventy eight eighty thousand hundred thousand dollars a year, um, and you get to live your life, do what you love doing, support a family, da da da, or do you want to be the rock star? You know whether yeah. that's classical music or whether that's rock whatever whatever that is, where do you pick success? And it was interesting how many how many of the people in that room went oh I can actually have I don't have to be the rock star you mean I yeah, can exactly make a really yeah. nice living have a happy yeah. life doing this music that I really love doing um yeah. and so that was that was quite a quite an awakening for I guess a lot of people but let's define for you how did you come to yours because you have a very definitive sense of purpose now um, with mm -hmm. the business doctor, with the mindset, the training, the strategy, so very defined. How did you actually come to your sense of purpose? Can you share that with people that are listening? People are looking always for a recipe because they believe there are, there are three steps. And again, you know, you scroll through all the posts and it's like three steps to this, seven steps to that, five steps to this. And, and we're looking for that. And we're looking for it outside of us. I think the secret is to stop and look inside of you. What do you feel most aligned with? What comes naturally to you that it's not about not putting in the effort. It's about where you're directing and aligning your effort to feel gratification mm -hmm. and an internal fulfillment. And this is why we, because we've been conditioned that success is outside of us, we don't stop and say, am I happy now or not? And I, I don't think we stop in long enough to ask ourselves about if we're happy or not. Are we satisfied or not? Are we fulfilled and gratified? And as you were just saying with the example of, of, the, of the music students, it's we, we're pushed to scale up, scale up, scale up. So we are pushed to that. And yet if we look in now, because there are a lot more movies and documentaries and biopics and all of this, 
if you look at what that entails, that success entails, not a lot of people can take it. And, and it's crumbling on, on so many fronts. You, I'm not saying it's not fun. I'm not saying it's not gratifying as well. But you are putting and sacrificing a lot more with that. Do you just settle? That's not settling. That's finding what works for you. So for me, looking at my purpose, again, I stopped and asked myself, myself a lot um, of these questions and I call them self-reflective questions because they're they're allowing you to stop and look internally um, and said, okay, what do I want to do? And I realized, okay, at the core, as, as a woman who went into business, as, as a partner in four businesses, well, there were about six, but let's say four who were officially registered across the first six years after walking out of corporate, I walked away feeling so disempowered um, even as a partner, not as a, just an, as an employee in this business and, and having 15 years of experience then and having my MBA and having all this because I was not equipped to deal or to um, kind of build up that business rather than just be an employee in a business. So I said the first part, and it kind of come, came in chunks. The first chunk was I want to empower women in business for those that I had been speaking to so many who have been wanting and dreaming of having their own thing um, and never took the first step because there were so many, you know, all the categories of fears were there, all the unknowns and everything. And I'm like, okay, let me support them by um, uh, kind of really taking them through what I call the business DNA. What's uh, the business objective, the vision, the mission, um, the some even the financials, the marketing and the branding and all of this, but more importantly, going first by asking why, finding mm -hmm. their true reason of why they wanted to start the business. So that was the first part. And then the add-on came on when I delved into the health coaching uh, topics and certification and things like wellness and alignment and mindsets and all of these started coming up. And I said, okay, hang on a second. Rather than just be a health coach, or a business mentor or a business advisor, whatever it is, what we need is to look at our wellness and happiness and understanding and seeing my personal experience and others of those, especially women around me. How do you integrate that business into your life rather than it take over your life? Because again, you're deprioritizing you're prioritizing yourself and you're putting everything and everyone on top. And that started becoming into the synergy of taking care of you and your business and your commitments. And then that started, okay, now we're, I started getting involved in the ecosystem more with startups and with Founder Institute, with the World Business Angel Investment Forum and looking, okay, again, especially with startups, especially with small and medium enterprises, they are pushed by society and the ecosystem and everything's like, if you don't scale up, you fail. If you don't do this, you do that. You know, it's like, okay, then how do we bring in subjective success and mindset and, and tackling? What do you actually want? And being very clear on your objectives and having that vision of, 10, 15 years down the line, but how do you do the steps from now onwards? And, and as I was doing this internally, and of course, listening to any clients I worked with, any feedback I'm getting, I also started saying, okay, because I'm going through my healing and healing all the inner child wounds and all my limitations and all of this, let me listen to those I trust. So I started having a tribe um, in actively and consciously creating my tribe of people I trust around the world, <clears throat> excuse me, who are like-hearted and like-minded. And I started saying, what do you see? What's my blind spot? What aren't I seeing? You know, and, and that's where my purpose started becoming 
kind of a bit clearer. And I think that the the big thing that we need to keep reminding ourselves um, of is trial and error. It's okay. I've, I've transformed my title at least six times over the past six years, if not even more. And that's okay because I thought, okay, this is it. Okay, hang on a second. This is not really an alignment. You know, when you try it a bit more and people start hearing it, it's like, let me just transform it a little bit. Let me just transform it a little bit. And, uh, you know, I started getting the messages. I, I, I say, open up your heart and your mind to receiving from the universe. And you will find just these messages coming across. And just actually just over the past couple of weeks, I've been getting more and more of the messages that business mindset, that's really what I, I love doing and where it feels a lot of alignment and where 95% I hadn't noticed of my clients were coming to me for that, of the point of what's next and just realizing I could see where their blind spots are or what um, mindset they're embracing and how to transform that. Will that be able to support me to utilize all my other sets of skills and expertise? Like let's talk business, let's talk the, the strategy part, let's talk wellness, of course, but I had to get to that point of a purpose moving forward. I, I think that's 100% true because if we don't understand that essence, we don't know where to go. And for me, it is actually um, a body, mind, heart, soul thing. Yep. So the body and the mind and the, and the particularly the, the heart and the mind need to be aligned because yep. the mind can be going, blah, 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 giving you one, one scenario, one picture, and your heart's going, yes, and this is where we want to go and this is this is what's possible. And so for me, it is that marrying of, of um, particularly within yourself, your heart and your mind, they have to coexist and they have to help each other and bring each other along. But also, as you say, that gut instinct, that intrinsicness, that knowingness, that when we open up yep. ourselves to that, yep. magic, magic really does happen. Like magic exists, yes. you know, the, Yes. The powers of manifestation are being proven time and time again. And I, and I know that yes. that's a whole other conversation that, that we could be having. Um, if you had a, a tip, like a final tip, and, and by no means I don't want this to be the last time that we talk, uh, <laughs> yes. because I think there's so much more to, to discuss around the power of encouragement and the power of that alignment when everything does align. But if you had one tip for right now, for let's call this part one, podcast part one. <laughs> yes. What might that be? What is so, you know, that so we, we don't only have females listening to the podcast, we have males as well. What is your best tip to move forward in transforming from overachieving to subjective success um, right here, right now for people that are listening? Um. I think I'm going to do the three step, which I just said to do. That's not one thing. That's three. Okay, go, go. One, two, three. Step one is stand still. Oh, I love it. You know, stand still because that's where the noise and the dust settles and you can see clearly when, when you're always on the move, when you're on, you know, the, the, the hamster wheel, you're just not seeing clearly enough. So stand still and, and just kind of, in, in an inquisitive mind of, okay, hang on, um, what's around me? Where am I now? You have to assess where you are now before you can move on. Step two is write down, kind of brain dump, get a piece of paper and say, if I had the option to go anywhere and do anything and achieve anything, whether with your business, with your employment, with your career, with your family, whatever you are doing, 
what could that be? Step three, so now you've stood still, so that's what I call the, the, um, the assessment of the here and now. Step two is where is my true north that is in alignment with me that makes me, what I'm writing it down is just like, oh my God, that's kind of, that's my utopia, my subjective utopia of what I want to bring to the world before I leave earth and I know where I'm going. Step three is don't look at where you are now and you're never at step zero. Wherever you are on your path, you're at step hundred, thousand, seven, whatever it is. Look at where you are from step seven and how you can get to step eight, not to step 10,000. Just that what's next? What can I do today? Is it a message I need to send? A meeting I need to set? Um, an appointment I need to make? Um, um, an admission to myself that I'm happy, I'm not, I'm fulfilled, I'm not, whatever it is. And it's just look at what's next, as in what's the next step, not what's the next phase, not what's next chapter or year. Just focus on what can I do today. And these are the three steps. Beautiful. Because life is a series of baby steps. Yes. Uh, and those baby yes. steps that, that especially that that take us exponentially to where we need yes. to be. And that's that's where I found myself most held down is I have the vision of where I see myself in 20 years. I see myself on that stage and, you know, talk to tens of thousands of women and, and people and, and sharing the message. And every time I fixated on that, I actually got so intimidated that I stopped because, oh, but I didn't get five likes on my post today. That's unachievable. And I stopped versus realizing when I when I did the exercise of let me reflect back and look at what I have achieved to date it was a progression it's always a progression of consistency it's always that you know you don't know social media is not and it's not an imaginement in any way there are so many people that reach out to me and some of them are very close friends of mine which I was like oh my god that's amazing what you do and I started like a few months ago saying okay let me get back to consistency of just putting one tip a day I call it in case no one tells you today and I put it on Facebook and it's just one statement whatever came to my mind that day and people think you didn't write it ahead no no it was just my experience today that's the thought that popped in my mind and there's so many people that reach out and say oh my god that's amazing you don't know the kind of impact this has on me have they reacted to any of them no <laughs> and and that's what I'm saying you're the ripple impact of yeah. your positive negative whatever you are bringing out to the world is immense you just don't know how far it will reach and when you stop obsessing about you know you don't you can't quantify it right now know that it is going out we can't see energy but we know we can feel it dr hannah nelbasha i am totally energized by our conversation thank uh, you christina yeah thank you so much and we will catch up again we, we will do part two to this podcast um thank you so much for sharing the the non-series of non-one-two-threes in the one-two-three <laughs> uh, but I think that's also a personal thing you know because you yes. can you, for you that it, it's the one-two-three and for somebody else it might be one-two-three-four like everything is totally unique and intrinsic to ourselves otherwise we'd have the perfect playbook ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for joining us thank you so much for sharing you. your wisdom uh, thank and I'll you for the space. Me too. Thank you, Christina, so much.
If you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your families, friends, acquaintances, workmates, children. Share it with everybody far and wide. There's some gems uh, in what we shared with you today. I look forward to your company on our next podcast. Until then, stay safe, keep an open mind and an open heart. 